What's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. So, we are on nutritional deficiencies, um, and we thought yesterday that we wrapped up vitamin C. Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) We're going to hit you with it again today because I had a very interesting afternoon, evening um, yesterday in regards to vitamin C. So I won't use names here, but um, we do have a staff member here at the company mm-hmm. who was recently diagnosed with a, um, a I think it's a rare form of s- skin cancer. Okay. And it's DFSP. And um, DFSP stands for dermatofibrosarcoma. That's I said that right. Mouthful right, right there. It's a long word. So anyways, on the heels of us kind of wrapping up yesterday, he actually had an appointment yesterday morning, mm-hmm. follow-up appointment, you know, how are they going to treat, what are they going to do? And um, I had a quick conversation with him. He kind of updated me on what was going on, and it, it sparked the, you know, I wonder. So I go back to my desk, and I Google high-dose vitamin C DFSP. Right. Right. And several articles come up. The very first one was kind of a, um, a, a, a shallow dive into high-dose vitamin C on a variety of cancers, right? Okay. Um, that came from, what is this? Uh, what is this? The, this is the last National Libraries of Medicine for the National Institute of Health. High-dose vitamin C for cancer therapy, right? So I kind of read that, and I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I scroll down a little more, and this article comes up from the Scientific and Academic Publishing of SAPUB.org, another science journal, right? A dermatofibrosarcoma case report did intravenous doses of vitamin C help in his treatment. So... Long story short, this was a 25-year-old gentleman in Puerto Rico that had the same thing, DFSP, um, on his arm. And they treated him two doses a week for four weeks of 25,000 milligrams of intravenous vitamin C. Okay. The cancer turned benign, shrunk, and the tentacles pulled in. So in four weeks of vitamin C treatment, it appears, I don't want to use the word cure. I don't know enough about cancer or anything. But right. I, I think when a tumor goes from malignant to benign, that's, that's good. a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. Right? Yep. So I shared this information with our staff member. Um, he's doing his own due diligence, reading up, blah, blah, blah. So um, maybe depending on what he decides to do, there will be a circle back at some point. Um, That'd be interesting. But but that's really his decision. I just tried to, hey, here's some stuff. Go read it. And he's a smart cat. We got we got several of these going on, kind of like simultaneous experiments, if you will. Um, but no, there's a, there's there's definitely something to this. And you and I were having a conversation earlier about literally. You know, the body, they don't know how many thousands of years or multiple thousands of years or millions of years where the body used to be able to synthesize its own vitamin C and now has stopped doing it. 
Dogs do it. Cats do it. The donkey is weirdly one of the ones that does it at the high, some of the highest levels. Like, and it's just, it's just, just like, I keep going back to why are, why are we not producing our own vitamin C, but these other animals are doing it. And I think you kind of alluded to it, you know, did somewhere along the way, our diet really get out of whack to where it basically right. just shut it down. I mean, we talked about uh, the Inuit tribe before and how, you know, they they had survived on whale and seal and blubber and polar fish, bear and fish, fish and everything else. And they ate it raw. Yeah. You yeah. know, is it something we're doing in cooking? Is there now they, they were getting some vitamin C, but I mean, very like, little. How they, much vitamin C do you get from whale blubber? You know, right. I, I mean, and they had access to some berries. Um, right. But it was only a couple months out of the year. I guess it was Greenland is where the Inuit get. And well, they're really the Eskimo, I guess, in, in a large. So they were really the same type of people from what I read as Arctic, okay. South Pole. It doesn't really. You, you picked the location. It was cold and nothing grew. Right. So, I mean, it goes back to. I know they say this is a gene and this went through uh, evolution and, you know, it got shut off somewhere along the way and it doesn't. And I alluded to maybe it got shut off by viral activity yesterday. And now I'm going, I wonder if this darn thing is just dormant. Yeah, it it might be. Um, I guess evolution, that's a whole nother deeper it is. You, you know, what did your ancestors eat? What, what but did, they didn't eat crap for starters. I mean, right. that's like, look at this. And we were talking about it just earlier with Jerry of like, all right, vitamin C gummies, not to throw you under the bus, Jerry, but <laughs> vitamin C gummies. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, how many grams of sugar do they come with that? Right. And sugar has been known to remove uh, ascorbic acid, vitamin C from the system. Dementia, right, yeah. right. Right there along with smoking. So. The typical American two sodas and, you know, Burger King and, you know, Wheaties and Frosted Flakes and all of this crap that we eat, how much sugar do they get? That basically strips the body of Mm -hmm. any vitamin C that they had in there at all. And they weren't getting enough to begin with. It's like a snowball effect. Right. Right. So to wrap up my day yesterday, right? I actually have a family member who was recently diagnosed with mesothelioma. Yay. That's a bad one, right? Right. Historically. Historically, that's a bad one. It's aggressive. It grows fast. Um, Wasn't there a big asbestos thing with the... Oh, yeah. That's the same one. This is the cancer that comes from at least one source is asbestos. Right. Okay. So... What do I do? I Google. Listen. High Listen. dose vitamin C mesothelioma. Same experience happens. All of the top articles are on point relevant. Um, I just brought a couple of them. Um, so this one was from Science Direct. Um, high dose of absorbic acid, which is vitamin C, induces cell death in mesothelioma cells. Yep. It kills it. Kills it dead. I don't know if it can kill it fast enough. Again, D-E-D. I, I, I'm no expert, but um, the conclusion was um, that, yes, there are positive benefits. Uh, these data suggest that absorbic acid may have benefits for patients with mesothelioma. 
I don't know how you say may have, because it it either does or it doesn't. <laughs> right. Right. Um, kind of had a positive effect. You know, another article here from again the National Libraries of Medicine, Library of Medicines, I believe is how it is. That go, it's a deep dive into the potential for vitamin C intravenously treating mesothelioma and a bunch of other cancers. Right. So of course. Um, the, the way the evening played out, I have two aunts. <laughs> One's the older of the two. Um, she's the one that, that has been diagnosed recently. And I go to my other aunt and I go, I want to call, but I don't want to purvey in false hope or it's touchy, be distracting. It's, it, you know, cause I can't imagine what it's like to deal with. That type of information. And many people trust their doctor with everything they got. And and I'm not saying she shouldn't, right? She's actually, um, she's in a, a town with a great research hospital, probably one of the best research hospitals in the country. But you know what research hospitals right? do? They make money. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. So I shared it with my younger aunt and she was like, call her. She needs to have this information. So I felt good about calling up and going. That's good. I'm not a kook. I'm going to give you some information so you can read about it yourself because it's cheap. It appears to potentially be effective. Um, it's easily accessed. And if nothing else, there's a ton of other benefits from vitamin C. And for the record, Scott and I were the people with the closed minds. If we saw us the way we see or talking right now, right now, we'd be saying yeah. these two ding-dongs are kooks. <laughs> Quack. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I read a, a, a journal somewhere and or heard it, and the, the guy says the, the greater the objection, the greater the awakening. And that's really what – the smaller the objection, the smaller the awakening, right? So – you can tell how passionate I am and you are about this topic. We were entrenched in our beliefs of that's, this is just, this is the way it was. Right. Now we're like the other way around. It's like, holy crap. We're, it's like somebody took the blinders off. Yeah. And I, th I think more and more people are, are starting to get it in talking to my aunt and introducing this information. She was telling me that my cousin has gone um, full carnivore. Because she dealt with, what did she, was it gastrointestinal, I think, mm -hmm. she was dealing with. And um, and she started through food elimination and has landed on carnivore. She's not even eating vegetables anymore. And I think a lot of people are waking up to, you know, garbage in, garbage out type of understanding. And, and that we can, in large part, treat ourselves at least better. Right and and not just pour gasoline on the dumpster fire that is our food supply. Yeah. Well, it, even worse, the you take one medicine to start symptoms, and then you take another medicine to fix those symptoms that that started. Again, getting back to what we talked about with the gateway drugs. Yeah. You know, I mean, vitamin C is really weird. It's it's looked at. Is it an antiviral? Is it an antitoxin? Is it an antibiotic? I mean, right. it's, it's got superpowers. Well, and so, so that the viewer knows, we are fully in. You and I both have bought supplements. I started, um, I started yesterday. Right. I'm, yesterday, I took about 7,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 
And I got to tell you, it all... pee orange? <laughs> like ultraviolet green. Like radioactive material came out. But I got to tell you, it's... I was driving in the car and I'm like, man, my skin looks better. It's like more vibrant. I'm almost have, and maybe I'm reading into it. It's day one. The placebo effect, who knows? Placebo effect. I'm like spidey senses. I'm like <laughs> aware of everything. Clear head, sharp as a tack. And well, I'm I wondering, guess, I'm, I'm, it's got me thinking. Yeah, I guess my point in that is while we are going to try and close out vitamin C today, we're going to come back. This around. is not the last time we're going to talk about it. No, we'll both report back of anything we learned. We got, we got spouses, aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, cousins, uncles. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to start to, to demonstrate and look at these and categorize them and yep. see what happens. See what happens. And, and we're going to come back and report and I'll report good or bad. I don't, of course I I the old saying is, you can, unlike right, you can be wrong, just don't stay wrong. Yep, <laughs> you know. Yep, and then unlike most people that comment on this stuff, we we don't have a dog in the fight. No, it's just what's best. Right. What can we find that helps? So, all right. <laughs> questions, comments, <laughs> questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, love letters. Hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See you. Take your vitamin C.